Marcus O'Fenway and Julius Anderson work at the Retirement Services Office on Fort Campbell. They join Charlie and Katie to talk about what services the office provides to soldiers as they get ready to retire, and an event coming up in early October. This Fort Campbell episode is brought to you by FM Bank. Okay, Katie. We got a big one for you today. Oh, I'm excited to hear about what all they have going on and getting to know these fellas well, some more. You know, we love to learn about Fort Campbell, and it's great to see the generals and the colonels and the 160th and 5th group, but we really like to see what makes that place run, and we know it's you guys. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we are happy to be here, and... Uh, um, for Cambo is one of those unique installations where when you come into it, you, you realize that you're in a good place. So yeah, working for the garrison and working for the command team has been a very big, big, big privilege for me, and it's fulfilling. Oh, I, I guarantee it. Well, you know, too, it's when you said that, what I thought one of the unique things is I've Everybody says that. It's not just you guys. Every time we, everybody's always telling us how unique Fort Campbell is. And so there's got to be something to that, right? That's right. Uh-huh. So b- before we get into what your job is and what you're doing and why you're here, one, I want you to tell us about you. So let's start with Marcus, then we'll go to Julius. And you guys, how did you get to Fort Campbell? What led you to where you are today? Yes. Um, actually, the job brought me here. Um being the retirement services officer and being the uh, transition officer for Fort Campbell um, was an honor. And so when I was selected, I couldn't say no. And I was in uh, Redstone Arsenal as a retirement services mm-hmm. officer, but this was a promotion for me. So that was a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. Of course. Now, where it. are you from originally? And I, I hear that accent. Where are you from originally? Yes. Um, I was born and raised in Cameroon, Africa. Okay. Yes. And uh, I came to the U.S. in 1995 and immediately joined the military. So I served 21 years in service and then continued serving as a civilian employee. And it's been great. So what brought you to actually brought you to America in 1995? The American dream. Oh, I have to be very honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I mean, unless you live somewhere else, you want to, you know, understand that word American dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a- that took a lot of courage just to up and move. Yeah. It's impressive. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, back then I think it was. But mm-hmm. now you can see why it's not a, it's not a challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you still have family back in South Africa? Yes. Um, in Cameroon? Uh-huh. You mean? Yes, I do. I do have my brothers and sisters. My parents are all late, but my, yeah. my brothers and sisters are there. But I brought some of my siblings that are here in the U.S. with me. Oh, so do you get to see them very often? Yes, yes. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Yeah. They, they came over here for the for last year, Thanksgiving, and the, the Christmas. So they come over all the time for the holidays. Now, is Thanksgiving's kind of just an American holiday, isn't it? Well, it's a good thing. It is I, a good I, thing. I, I, hey, I ain't thing. knocking no turkey and mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I just think that's pretty unique that they would come over here for Thanksgiving, you know? Yes. So what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Oh, man. Turkey. Of course. I love, turkey. I love turkey. That's the only thing I think Thanksgiving, for me, I never heard turkey before until mm-hmm. Thanksgiving before. I know that was something big. Yeah. So <laughs> now, I can't miss that. Mm-hmm. Mine's mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Hey, let's ask Julius what he likes. Yeah, what's your favorite Thanksgiving, Julius? My favorite is the stuffing. Oh, uh, yeah? I love the stuffing. Uh, I can eat a stuffing sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm with you on that one, too. So We so, got a whole meal going so, over here. So how did you get here? I came here from Germany through the military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we came from Germany, 
And uh, as a matter of fact, we wanted to come to Fort Campbell. I re-enlisted to come to Fort Campbell. And then we retired here at Fort Campbell. Wow. And we we got here in 92 and retired in 96, and I've been here ever since. So, so you know, we ask this question a lot. Why stay here? We stayed because at the time, it was extremely affordable. Yeah. Housing market was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Schools were good. Kids were in high school, the so the high schools were good. So it wasn't as a fast pace as it is now. So we didn't want to go back to the big city because I'm a New Yorker from the from the big city. We didn't want to go back there. So we decided Fort Campbell was slow pace. It was even kill, and it was a good place to be. Yeah, I've I've been here since '86, and Katie's been here since like 2007 or something. You got it right, impressive, I know. huh? I know, and I can see why I can see why you like it because I'm not going anywhere. Me either. Yeah, I like it down here. So so tell us something good. What's going on at Fort Campbell? What do you guys do? You look like a great team. You look like you get along really good. What what do y'all do? They just act that way in front of you, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I mean. Yeah. Personally, I'm the retirement services officer for for Campbell. What we do is we assist soldiers that are retiring from the military, help them, guide them to, because it's a big transition. Retirement Mm -hmm. is a big transition and impacts their family. So we have to help them submit their application for retirement, process that goes to the headquarters for approval. Then we process their orders. And then it doesn't stop there. Then they have to do other uh, processing um, um, aspects of transitioning from the from the army to civilian life yeah. and to become retirees. So it takes a lot of you know it, it's a lot. It covers yeah. a lot of things. You know, survivors benefit. You know, the tricare, the medical, all those things that impacts family. You know, their 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 way of life after the military. Yeah. So the, we give them a lot of briefings. You know, pre-retirement briefs, even post-retirement briefs. So those things are things that we do every day. And every every retiree, every soldier is unique. But mm-hmm. summarily, uh, that's the basic thing that we do for them every day. So I am the RSO. Mr. Julius can speak. He's the assistant retirement services officer. We call it RSO. Okay. So, Julius, how, how do you fit in this? You guys, I know you're working as a team, but is there a certain... I'm, his, I'm pretty much his assistant. Okay. Whatever whatever we need to do for the retirees and their families is what we do. They come in, whether they want pay changes, whether they want, like he said, information on TRICARE, which is the health care. Yeah, yeah. A system in their survivor benefits, which is extremely important. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. one step that they can't overlook or skip. Because should something happen to them, God forbid, and they don't choose or select survivor yeah. benefits, then the family's hurt. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have yeah. to make sure that they, they get through that process. How long they, is the process of deciding to retire till the final day? How long does that process usually take? A year. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. For retirement, there are two kinds of retirements. You have voluntary retirement, which we call a length of service retirement after 20 years. And then there are people that, that get out through disability medical retirement. Mm-hmm. That you don't have to do serve 20 years. Now, um, when you talk about uh, how long that process, once you hit 19 and a half years, then you're eligible to start thinking about retirement. And a lot of soldiers don't understand these rules. That's mm-hmm. why we're there to 
answer their questions, point them to the right direction, help them, you know, submit their packet for retirement. Because you're not told to leave. You have to request to uh, Okay. Leave. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. But there's some cases where you're asked to leave because we call them age, maximum age. Okay. But you see uh, like 0.1% of people fall in that category. What yeah. is a maximum age? Well, for, for active duty soldiers, mm-hmm. it's 30 years. Okay. For reservists, it's 62 years. Okay. Because most of them are not active. So their time mm. in service is not active time where they'll get 20 years to retire mm. or plus. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and you deal with people of many different ranks. Correct. So, All ranks. So there's a lot of challenges for someone who maybe is a lower rank than someone who's a, at a senior level, right? Well, you'll be surprised, no. Really? <laughs> because it, retirement is not something that they see every day. Yeah. When they get into that window, that's when they start doing their research. Yeah. They start looking for the information. And you'll be surprised that most of the time it's news to them. We just talk about survivor's benefit. That's the, that's the thing that people don't talk about every day when they're wearing that uniform. Uh-huh. It's when you're about to retire, and then that information just pop up from nowhere. Then they say, what does that mean? What does that, yeah. what does that entail? Then we have to explain to them. We have to explain all the the, the, the laws yeah. and how it applies to them after they separate from the service and how that's going to impact their families. Mm-hmm. You know, so because we talk about survivor benefit, this is how funny it is. When you retire, most of your entitlements go away. The only thing you have left is your retire pay. Now, if you don't enroll into survivor's benefit, if say that soldier, that retiree dies and you never enroll into survivor's benefit, your family left with nothing. Mm. So that's where we take the time to explain to them how impactful it is. Given that there are other services out there that are private marketing where people can buy mm. insurance, mm-hmm. but it's different. You know, so we try to make them see the impact because a lot of people think, oh, I'm not going to enroll in that because they think that because I'm retired, when I pass away, automatically my family is going to get it. No, you have to enroll. Yeah. And that's the piece that people, we have to really convince people to see. Yeah. Because we have people that stubbornly don't listen, then they turn around, they mm-hmm. pass away, their family's suffering. Yeah. So you, you meet with them, you give them basically a check. I would, I'm yes. dumbing it down, but a checklist. Yes. These are things you really need to do. Yes. One thing that helps is you two that you're doing this, you guys have lived through it. Yes. So you, yes. oh, that's you true. went through yes. it. Now you're helping other people go through it. Yes. You give them a list and say, you really need to do this. Yes. Yes. And you, but you can only... Take them so you far. can force them, but you have to do everything to make yeah. them to know the benefit of it, the impact, the negative yeah. impact down the road. Mm-hmm. Because it's mandated, it's mandated by Congress for us to do that. Because the history about all that is the army did not do a good job, you know, prepping people before they left the army. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of crises that developed. So when the voices opening, Congress went behind and looked into it and then they implemented that way back in the late 50s. Yeah. So in the early 60s, 70s, the thing became solid, law. And so it's been working yeah. up to this day. So I, I, I don't remember the exact number, but between four and 5,000 people, soldiers transition out of Fort Campbell every year. What percentage of that are retirees? Yes. Um, the percentage of that is about 40%. Oh, that's yeah. a good amount. Yeah. Yes, because... Yeah. Like he said, a lot of people retire out of here because when they when they come here on assignment, they come to realize that this is a good place mm-hmm. for family. So people want to stay here. 
mm-hmm. and you'll be surprised. And I hear that from my commanders all the time. They always want to come back here because they want to retire. So some people ask to come to for Campbell, yeah, because it helps them set up for retirement and mm-hmm. for the families. Yeah. And retire. That's why there's a huge uh, retirement community, not only in the Clarksville area but in the whole state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. How many retirees are there in the state of Tennessee? I heard at one time it went. It's like. Seven hundred thousand. It's a good amount. Um, don't quote me on that, I, though. I can't remember how many. How many there it's are? A lot. It's, it's a lot. It's a, it's a we, lot. We have right now on the books. Um, we have sixty-eight thousand just for retirees. Yeah, their family members. When you add the family members, it just goes up. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, we have the Air Force, the Navy, the Marines. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When you put all that number, it's it's, it's really high, and yeah. we cover the whole state of Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, for Campbell wow. covers the whole state of Tennessee and at 32 counties from the state of Kentucky. So after that, so you help them through this transition and then they retire. Is there a piece after they physically retire with, that you continue to, how long do you work with them after that? They're soldiers for life. Okay. They're always welcome to come mm-hmm. to, the, to our mm-hmm. office anytime. And they do that every day. Mm-hmm. Every day until Good. they pass away. Even their, their spouses, their widows, they're also being served. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what? I, I, as I look across the table, I, I see them and they're talking about what they do and they have a job. It's a really important job, but they're smiling when they're talking about it. So it seems to me like that you really love what you do. You love helping soldiers and their families. Yes, we do. It's, We're passionate about it. I can tell. The reason, you know, it's it's a community where if you, you're not part of it, you will not understand how important that mm-hmm. is. So we, take, we don't take it lightly. Yeah. We, we understand how it impacts families. Mm-hmm. Especially when a retiree dies and then the family have to, it just, if you don't do the right thing, it's not funny. I mean, yeah, your conscience yeah. cannot even mm-hmm. live alone. So It's kind of a life lesson, isn't that? Yes, yes. Yeah, if and you don't do the right thing, it's not funny. Yes, it is not. It's, and yeah. that's why we, we always allow them to come in. And the, 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 the Congress has made it where we are available to them 24-7 all mm-hmm. the time. You know, we, we, we answer their call. We because after they retire, they still have things. Some people can divorce. They can get remarried. They can, mm-hmm. the spouse passes. Uh-huh. We service them. We help them make sure life yeah. continues. Yeah. You know, so we do all that for them. And sometimes they yeah. change bank account, all those things. We have to yeah. help them process all those things. We uh-huh. in communication with the retirement office um, in, the, in the Army G1, then the Department of Defense Finance Agency. We constantly talk to them because every... Every retiree's case is a little, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So when they come to you, you have to listen to them, examine their case carefully. If you don't have the, you don't know the answers, you call the, the, the agencies like the, the finance office mm-hmm. where they can provide you guidelines on how that affects that particular individual. So do you guys partner with local external agencies in Clarksville and Christian County and Montgomery County? You, you guys partner with a lot of them? Well, yes, we do. We do mm-hmm. all the agencies that mm-hmm. that need assistance, whether it's legal or whatever the situation may be. Yeah, yeah. We, do. we have VSOs, we call Veteran Services Organizations, Correct. which are like nonprofit organizations yeah. that the veterans are veteran owned and they managed. Yeah. So we always work with them because they assist us to really intervene in a lot of things, educating them and bringing them together, making them feel valued and appreciate their service for the for this country. Yeah. So yeah. yes, we do. And there are so many of them. We have a list of them. And by the way, on that day of the retiree appreciation day, a lot of them, a lot of these agencies will be there as vendors uh, to open, make sure retirees know that they are, they are existing. Yeah. Because some right. don't even know. 
Well, and then when they come to you and they have this issue, it helps you be aware, well, this organization can help you. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Wow. Yes, so you guys have got uh, an event coming up in October. Let, tell us what that is and, and what happens there. Okay, yes. We have uh, the uh, Retiree Appreciation Day on 1 October. It's called the RAD. And that event, there's a lot of things we, we do on that day. And I can just read to you a little bit mm-hmm. what that is. Um, the garrison, the Fokambu garrison, in collaboration with the Blanchfield Army Community Hospital and the Retiree Council, uh-huh. will host a one-day retiree appreciation event on 1 October at the Soldier Support Center. Everybody that knows Fokambu, the Soldier Support Center is called the Old Commissary. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's right across from the commissary and across from the post exchange. Yep. So, yes. And what that is, they come in there... They're always t- many of times the laws are changing. The veteran services also come out there and talk to the retirees so that they know the changes that applies to them or affects them or which are coming or which are going on that they don't know mm-hmm. so that they take advantage of it. You know, and we also do a health fair. Health fair, they have opportunity to do a lot of health checks, you know, wellness checks. The, the TRICARE is there. TRICARE is their benef- the medical mm-hmm. benefits for them, for the retiree and their families. Sometimes they have different um, options. So those agencies are there to talk to the retirees. They, they present them flyers. They explain things to them so that they know if they have to make changes or if there are changes in the mm-hmm. family situation, mm-hmm. what they need to do. As well as we also have agencies like... Um, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, uh-huh. they come out there. There's a lot of agencies that impact retirees. So mm-hmm. we invite those agencies to come on board so that our retirees take advantage of that opportunity to educate themselves and make sure they do the right thing for their, for their families. So I would think that a lot of the retirees, they'd bring family members with them too, right? Yes. So they can all gather and hear and see yes. all the, the yes. information they need. Yes. On that day, we also have what they call the speaking event. So we have... Like the veteran administration is going to be there to speak. Yeah, we have the currently we are talking to the hospital commander to come and talk about how they what services they offer to retirees. Yeah, you know, like say the emergency room, seeing the doctor, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, primary uh, uh, the uh, the primary healthcare providers, those things. So we, we have those um, important personalities to come out there and speak to the to the retirees yeah. to yeah. know how to use those resources. Mm-hmm. So what what time what time is it? Um, yes, um, it starts. We open the doors at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Okay, and the event will run all the way to two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yes, but we will have a, a big round robin. It's just like when you come out there on that day. It's just like a mall. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll have the health fair. We'll have vendors all over the place. So they just be going from table to table and talking and getting um, brochures and asking questions. Yeah. People are asking, and then. Pl- not only that, we'll have the legal, we'll have the ID card to look into their wills, power of attorney, yeah. all those things. We have them available on that day to yeah. help them out. Because most of the retirees, they don't know that those entitlements, they still benefit from those entitlements. Some don't even know where to go. Mm. So we try to make sure those agencies are there to talk to them. So this yeah. is an opportunity for them to just really get everything done that they need to get done in one spot. Yes. Yep. It's like a one-stop shop concept. Yeah. Yeah. And it's free to attend, right? It's very free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No charges. And, yeah. Uh, we always want them to come out. We want a lot of people to come out. Yeah. 
Is this the first one you've done? No, actually, I started doing this in Germany. Okay. <laughs> I've done it in so many locations, in so many installations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did it in Germany. I did it in a restaurant arsenal, and now I'm doing this. Is the second one I'm doing here. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yes. I guarantee it is. Mm-hmm. Well, it, we've gotten a lot of information from you, and I know October 1 is a big day for you. Is there anything that we have not asked you or any information uh, that you'd like to share uh, before, before we wind well, we, down? We'd really like to extend the invitation out to all the retirees within the community to come out and really help celebrate their day. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it yeah. is for retirees. It's their day for them and their families as well. And we want them out there, like uh, Marcus said. We've got vendors. I've got approximately 47 vendors, and we still got 18 days to go. Yeah. yeah. So I'm adding vendors, not turning anybody away, mm-hmm. because we want it to be a good experience for them. You know, like I said, it's their day, so come on out, support it, and uh, I think we'll have a great day. And if anybody has a question, they can call you prior or, or email you. What, what's the best way? Is there a website? What's the best way to contact you? Yes, uh, they can contact myself, uh, Mr. Marcus, or they contact Mr. Julius. My phone number, it's 270-798-5280. And Mr. Julius' number is 270-798-3310. And they can also go to the Retiree Council website. We have a Facebook page. There's a lot of information. Okay. They can okay. contact us anywhere. We have a retire. We have a, a retirement services officer homepage as well. They can just go to for Campbell, for Campbell Garrison. Look there. Our contacts are there. That's perfect. So mm-hmm. we are very very accessible anytime anywhere. Just Google them. You'll find them. That's yes, right. Google mm-hmm. them. You'll find us too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we sure appreciate y'all taking time to be here with us. And yes, hope thank you. Hope you have a great event. I really appreciate you, you guys. You, you guys don't know what this means to us because we want the, the retirees and even the veterans to hear about this and come out there because the, the life is changing so fast. Yep. And the mm-hmm. laws are changing. We want them to come out there and see what they, they need to know to prepare themselves for the days ahead. That's right. Well, thank you for coming and sharing all this information with us today. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.